You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. We must search for what is truth. You doubt me. Seek truth. What is truth? And what is God? The first duty is to the truth, whether it's scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth. Then here is the proof you seek. You don't really want an answer to that question. In Nottingham, England, in the mid-1800s, a man by the name of William Booth began preaching and offering help to those in need. Since many of the people he wanted to reach were in the pubs and on the streets, he decided to put Christian words to secular pub songs. When he was criticized for using secular tunes to attract crowds, he replied, Secular music, do you say? Belongs to the devil, does it? Well, if it did, I would plunder him for it, for he has no right to a single note of the whole seven. In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore Pubs in the 19th century were the heart of the community, a gathering place to meet friends, conduct business, and blow off steam after a long, hard day of work. It makes sense that some sing-alongs would be common practice. The hymn and church music has changed over time and today many people wouldn't imagine the cross-pollination of the faithful and the barfly. But what if that could happen? What would it look like if someone brought old church music into an inclusive environment like a bar? What if they had no agenda other than drinking some beers and singing some hymns? Beer and Hymns seeks to do just that. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Today, I have two conversations about this phenomenon that has begun to pop up in certain areas across the world. First, I talked to Dave Monkey Boy Ball, who is one of the founders of Beer and Hymns in England. Then, I had a chance to attend an inaugural Beer and Hymns event in Temecula, California, and I sat down with Alex and Jen McLean and Mike Valentine to discuss the event and what Beer and Hymns means to them. I'm Sean DeRager, and welcome to the Armchair Philosopher. When I leave this mortal coil, if I find myself at the gates of heaven and St. Peter's there and he's saying, I don't think we know you, fella. My my get out of jail card free is, don't you know I am? I started bearing hymns. So I'm talking to Dave Ball right now. And Dave, on the email, it said, in quotes, monkey boy, Dave. So I need to know the origin of that first before we go any further talking about bearing hymns. 
Okay, so uh, so Tim and me, who started Beer and Hymns, we, we have a lot of banter. I don't know if banter is a word that goes. Is banter a word that oh, resonates yeah. with you guys? Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of banter that goes on, and Tim and I are, I guess, even though we're, you know, we're in our fifties now, or Tim is, I'm nearly fifty. There's a lot. The lads who we hang around with, there's a lot of banter and Mickey taking. And um, when we started it, so Tim is the stout but not fat landlord, and I am Monkey Boy Dave. Uh, and I guess the truth, the truth of it all is, Tim and I are rather irreverent. Uh, and we like the juxtaposition between what is the, the uh, sacred and what is the secular and how religious people view the world. And mm. there's just something about the name Mon- Monkey Boy Dave that we thought was, uh, which tickled us, um, <laughs> particularly in religious circles, because it, it, tends, it tends to get people who are religious um, a bit unsettled. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about how uh, how things are in in the UK where you are because out here when I was talking about people to some people in my circles about beer and hymns they kind of would give me like the side eye like oh I don't know if you can combine the two and um, so there's a very fundamentalist aspect but then there's the more you know progressive uh, aspect of Christianity out here too and they kind of collide in in my area. Do you see the same sort of thing there in the UK? Uh, yes, but to a slightly le- lesser extent. I mean, I follow both faith and politics in the US. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you, you're in a world where your faith and politics collide very heavily. And at this moment in our history, they're colliding extremely heavily. Uh, we only have to look last week at 55 Palestinians dead and mm-hmm. thousands of Palestinians injured as a result of a policy decision from a American president, as yeah. far as I can see, who has yeah. virtually no f- no faith whatsoever, but was elected on the basis of right-wing conservative evangelical Christians. Now, yeah. I make that not nearly as a party political point. I'm just saying it's slightly different in the UK. But, but what, what is true is this, is um, that I think what Beer and Hymns is really about, at its heart, is, is the connection between um, the part of our lives that is faith-filled and the part of our lives which is messy and the rest of it. Mm. And it connects that in a really special deep way in the way that often religious expression can't because by its very nature religious expression is dualist or or it's ended up being dualist. It separates parts of our lives into things that we can present to God and things we can't present to God. And Tim and I uh, I guess if, if I'm allowed to use the word we got really sick of that bullshit in, in our lives and uh, so I think Beer and Hymns captures something special is, it, is some, a yearning in people which is to connect every aspect of your life to be integrated and because pub culture is big in the UK people understand what it is to go for a beer mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, to connect that with to your faith life it, Sorry, this, I'm being a bit rambling. Let me put it this way. Most people, when they go out the pub, are pretty relaxed. Yeah. yeah. That's, where you, that's where you chill out, you're enjoying a pint of your Quite often when you go to church, not always, but quite often, we feel we need to behave in particular ways. And what Beer and Hymns has ended up doing, I think, is giving people permission to integrate that part of their lives that is the relaxed, real person in the pub right. with, with the part of their lives that is about worship. And if you if you can integrate them two things, something special happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I found when I when I went. It was pretty it was pretty amazing, right? Was, and and 
just a, a great night out and a great night to connect. Like, bo- like you said, both those aspects are very much a part of me. And I just got a new logo for, for the podcast. And it's a, it's a picture of my face and the other side is a skull. It's like there's that dichotomy <laughs> that I wrestle with, you know, with the, the, the faith-driven uh, aspect of my personality with the, you know, more relaxed, more kind of, you know, pursuing what everything's all about and kind of towing the line of, you know, uh, a little bit of, of what is, um, um, I don't know what, what, what people expect, I guess, <laughs> in those circles. So this was like the perfect blend of these. So when, when did this all start? What, what was the, the catalyst for Beers and Hymns? Well, Beer and Hymns is really a, uh, what you might describe, it's a, it's a, well, when Tim and I started at the Greenbelt Festival, it was a recreation of a special day that happened entirely naturally. So Tim and I had worked together at the YMCA. I still am, am, work for the YMCA. I'm a chief exec of the YMCA. And we were working in a setting where we were housing a lot of homeless young kids. Uh, and one of the things we used to do, this is going back about 20 years, was um, take kids away uh, we would often uh, take our families away. In those days, my kids were a lot younger, and we used to visit different places. But one of the places we used to go was a, a very inclusive Christian community, which Tim had run years before. And uh, we would take people there for the weekend, and there was a rhythm of that Christian community, which was about um, work, rest, worship, play. Mm. And uh, it's a very non-religious Christian community, I need to say that, and very, very inclusive. Uh, and we, anyway, one weekend we were there, and uh, chapel had finished, they have chapel in the evening, and we were having beer. In fact, Tim and I had bought a keg of beer from a brewery in Dorset to take up, and um, we, I was playing the piano. In those days I smoked, and we were, uh, we were smoking a fag, singing Beatles songs, and there were a really mixed crowd of people, so it was our families, it was some volunteers for the Y, it was some young people who lived in the Y, it was just a mixed bag of people. And at the end of the evening we'd run out of all the secular songs, and I had played uh, the piano in um, my father-in-law, uh, it's a black, retired black Pentecostal minister, yeah. and I'd my, my own background was I'd played the piano in churches where the congregation were the orchestra. So um, people in the congregation would start songs or they would prophesy or whatever it happened to be. And as the pianist, what you would be doing was being, you were supporting a collaborative worship effort. Mm-hmm. This was in the Pentecostal tradition. Well, on that particular night, I started playing some old hymns, old gospel hymns. A lot of people didn't know them, but we just started singing together. And something very special happened, and it wasn't anything we planned. We didn't know what it was, um, but it was just a beautiful night. We drank beer and we sang some hymns, and uh, it was as simple as that. <laughs> and then some years later, Tim, who, who ran a pub, uh, was asked by the Greenbelt. Tim and I had been to the Greenbelt Festival for many years, which is a really pretty big uh, liberal, inclusive arts and Christian music festival. And we were sitting in the organic beer tent one year and we said, oh, we could run this. Beer. I remember Tim said, we could run this tent really brilliant. And as it happened, the following year, um, Greenbelt wanted to bring it in house and Tim was asked as publican, would he run it? So Tim got myself and a couple of others involved. And we, Tim and I were having a beer a couple of months before, and Tim said, I think we should do beer and hymns. 
and I was a bit sceptical. I said, Blimey, do you think that would uh, you know, do you think people would be out for it? Tim said that'd be great. So and on the on the first night we were running the beer tent, Tim got on a mic and he said, uh, in this this is literally what he said. He said, in this pub Oh I should say this. We had thought about the name for the pub and we wanted it to be called the Jesus Arms. This wasn't a wasn't a joke name. It was a deadly serious name because we had worked in the YMCA and for us our faith basis was one that was about absolute inclusion. And uh, Tim had always said if we're going to run a pub, a Christian pub, the name the Jesus Arms would be the name because it was really about what this pub welcomes everyone. So that's how it came, the name came about. And then on that particular night, Tim stood up on a mic. I was sitting on a little keyboard and Tim said, in this pub, we drink beer and we sing hymns. And I literally started playing, I think it was to God be the glory. And uh, genuinely a remarkable thing happened. There were a couple of hundred people in the beer tent. They all started singing. And it was, it was really weird because we had no words anywhere. So people were singing from an institutional memory. <laughs> and then we within about 10, 15 minutes, we had about another three, 400 people in the pub and literally beer and hymns was born that day. And um, it was it, it was birthed in spontaneity in that sense. And uh, Greenbelt Festival found it really hard to place. They, the first year it was on, that year, we, we wanted to do it. They were very skeptical and they put it under common. <laughs> That's what they put it. Um, which was, you know, ironic in the extreme, but but that's that's how, that's how it started. Well, it's pretty amazing, and then and then this so this has spread like like I said, you know, the start of the, with you guys in the UK. Um, when I spoke to uh, Birnham's Temecula, Alex over there, who was running that up, they had heard about it from or from Birnham's Orange County. Uh, so it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's spread and I'd kind of heard about it before. So if anyone's, if anyone's uh, interested in this, you can go to beerandhims.org and you can find out how to, how to host this and everything, get some information about it. What, what have you, how does this all trickle back around to you? I know, I know that I, I found you and then you guys, do you guys do this regularly? I'm still, and, and how, how often do you hear back from different places across the world? Uh, well, I, I love that question, but let me just let me just tell you a very brief thing about how where it how it how it uh, across the pond. So um, after that, so so after the first year at the Greenbelt Festival, we were still running the pub, but we were a bit lively, and it was difficult for Greenbelt. I get that, but the um, within about three years. Beer and hymns have become so big at Greenbelt, we were literally getting two, three thousand people. Um, and it was causing problems because it was louder than main stage. And uh, it was really tricky for Greenbelt to know quite to handle it. I mean, I think it's eased. It sort of found its space now. But there was an outfit from the States who I think were called Wild Goose Worship. Right. Okay. They were like a, I think they were like a, um, what do you call it? A bluegrass band. And they had been to one of the big events at Greenbelt that we'd done, and they were the first people to take it over the pond. And they they were doing a festival. I can't remember the name. It might have been called Wild Goose Festival. Yeah, it's Wild Goose Festival. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And so there was a little bluegrass outfit. What I, and what was really lovely about it was, see, see, you know, 
the, the, the liberal um, egalitarian communist in me thinks, isn't it wonderful that no one owns this? Because it, it's been taken all over the world and everyone right. just owns it. The, the, the little part of me that's a capitalist that wants to make a few quid said, we, we have asked the question. We have asked the question, is there a way to make any money out of this? But the reality is, and this is a beautiful reality, is, is no one owns it. You can't own beer and hymns. It, it's got a beauty. The beauty about it is, is that when it came across from, so the way we do it is, I guess you might say, is a mix of football songs. My background as a Pentecostal gospel pianist um, and uh, the Anglican Church in England. But when it went across to the States, it originally went with these guys who were playing banjos and chewing corn and whatever they were doing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and what I love about it is, is that wherever it goes, it just takes on a life of its own. And that, that to me is wonderful because it's organic. Yeah. Um, but but to, to answer your question then, uh, what was your question anyway? You said... Um, are you running any beers and hymns in your area? And then, you know, how often do you hear back from around the world? Like, so, um, yeah, so we've done, um, we've done quite a lot of beer and hymns stuff ourselves. And in fact, at the Greenbelt Festival now, uh, Tim and I, the last few years have not been involved in that, but another mate of ours, Phil, they do generally without even a piano there at the moment. So it will happen at the Greenbelt Festival. But we've done a lot of gigs around the place. Sometimes people ask us to come. We've done little festivals and what have you. And in fact, Tim and I are building up a fighting fund because we intend to, uh, in the next couple of years, come over to the States. And we would love to uh, tour in a, in a little... Uh, minibus or van and go and visit a whole load of places that do beer and hymns and join oh, okay. in with beer and hymns and offer something a bit about where it started and tell mm -hmm. the story that's that's our dream is to come across and um, do that so the answer is we do hear back we we regularly get contact from people and uh i'm connected to people in portland uh in uh, well, the various parts of the states it's in australia um it's all over the uk uh it, it has reached a bit of Europe, Germany's had a crack at it. They like their beer over there. Um, so, so yeah, it, it seems to travel pretty well. I think I think you're right to identify this. Where it really um, gains traction and life, if I can call it that, mm -hmm. is where people have a freedom of their spirit that says, I want my faith life to be entirely integrated with the rest of my life. Mm. Um, and in fact, I, I got to say this: uh, the real badge of honour, and I knew we'd really arrived, was when someone sent me a radio link from one of the southern states of America, where there was a radio show, and the headline of the radio show: "Beer and Hymns, We Is of the Devil." And I thought, <laughs> I thought we know we've made it now. Yes. You know, uh, unless 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 um, hardcore conservatives are having a poppy, you, you really haven't made it. So so yeah, it, it, it seems to travel pretty well. And, um, my guess is it's happening in places we don't even know. About. Yeah, well that's uh, that's awesome, uh, Dave Ball. Thank you for for chatting with me with me today and giving me the the origins of beer and hymns. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, and it looks like. Uh, Beer and Ham's Temecula is going to be doing it again in June, so they're going to be making it a regular thing, and I, I plan on going to that, and yeah, if you ever come out this way, I would love to have a beer with you. Well, that would be really, really good. I am literally drinking a pint of beer right now. Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we all sup sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, hard time.
times come again no more. Tis the song, the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. How we tremble before thee, have mercy we implore. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song, the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. How we tremble before thee. Have mercy, we implore. Oh, hard times come again no more. Oh, hard times come again no more. I just uh, had a wonderful Sunday evening. We had some beers and we had some hymns. Through <laughs> that and a diet coke, <laughs> and, and a diet coke. <laughs> I have a few people here who uh, who helped lead this whole evening. So I have Mike Valentine. Mike Valentine. Mike Valentine. Just take Valentine without the e. It's okay, it's optional. Okay. Alex McLean and Jen McLean. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna turn you guys' mics up just a tiny bit here. Um, so this was this was really fun, and uh, if if you if you listen to my podcast, you know the whole the whole reason I started up this podcast was five years ago. I went through this kind of deconstruction of my faith, broke it all down uh, from the bottom up, and uh, started to rebuild. And so um, so something like this, you know, beers and hymns. Some people I talked to who were fr- who I knew from my past. Kind of give me this deer in the headlights kind of look because I was just, yeah. I was ju- we were just at a, a church that we frequent and we were telling some people about this, you know, beers and hymns and they were like, oh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if we yeah. can mix the two beers and the hymns. So, um, so I know this, I I think this is kind of a thing um, that I've seen around at different different places. What what brought you guys to kind of decide to do that here in uh, the Temecula Valley? So uh, I had a friend of mine who was a worship leader <clears throat> that I met online. His name was Chad, and we just connected. He is from Orange County, and we hung out once in real life, but we kind of <laughs> just stayed connected. And I noticed that he started something in, like, 2015 called Beer and Hymns Orange County. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. That Two is of my favorite things, Beer <laughs> <Yeah>. and Hymns. <laughs> so I... Yeah, I watched what he was doing, and the the creative kind of musician in me was like, okay, this is a cool outlet, but the pastor in me was kind of like, this is getting the church outside the walls of the church, like, mm-hmm. in a way, and it's, there's no agenda, that's right. the thing, there's no agenda, it's just a good time, and I think it's just kind of showing people that we can have a good time and still be reverent and and have our beliefs mm-hmm. but there's no 
nobody's counting how many beers you drink. You know what I mean? And so anyway, that the history <laughs> it, it comes from to us in Temecula. It comes from Orange County. Okay. And I'm not sure where Chad and, and Orange County right. really got it from, but uh, they're all over the United States. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because I was just talking to a friend uh, today about this, and she is kind of on this journey as well and kind of frustrated with conversations, I guess, within the walls of the church. And, and I had told her, I said, well, you know, the most interesting conversations I've had are either at people's house over dinner and some drinks, out at a pub... Um, we're not talking like out at the dance club on a right. you know a Saturday yeah. night where you can't talk to That's anybody. That's where you'll find Mikey, by the way, <laughs> with his diet cokes. Yes, there. Oh, you got to have the caffeine to kind of keep yeah. things up. But uh, the the best conversations we've had are kind of in you know you, having a few beers, enjoying some things, and, and actually talking about things that are important to us. And I and so this combination was was just such a cool thing to see happen. Um, Jen, did you kind of just go along with? With Alex, or how, how did, did he have to present it to you a little bit, or, no, or did it just so, make sense? Yeah, no, so probably about two years ago, Alex came to me and was really interested in this beer and him thing, and I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> um, but we kept, like, kind of doing, you know, the Orange County um, with Chad, the beer and hymns in Orange County. And anyway, so Alex came two years ago, but now we've been kind of working on it ever since then. But the beginning of this year, it was kind of one of our goals, like, we have to get this going. Yep. Like, we have to. And so I said, okay, you made a resolution. Let's do it. And so here it is now, May. It took us a few months to get going. But build the band, do some practices. And I think it was great. I had yeah. no problem with it. I think it's amazing. I had a blast. So, I, yeah. think it was, I think it was really well received. Yeah. And uh, what, what, what did you think? I, I, I thought it was great. I was, I was really honored to be asked to do this. At first... Like, even the history of it for me was with Alex. I was like, I thought it was something that he created. I was like, oh, that's cool. And um, just kind of, I don't know when this happened. I don't know if it's been, like, the last maybe 10 or 12 years. But people have all been kind of into beer. Like, I went to this guy's house, and he was, I was like, hey, what's that? Why are you taking me into your closet? He was like, hey, you want to try this beer that I'm making? In my I'm like, man, people are crazy with the beer now. So um, I, I finally got around to something different than the Coors Light and some of it's kind of it's kind of heavy for me I, I kind of have a taste for it but not really yeah. so um, I had to make sure it's a Sunday so I got work in the morning <laughs> kind of make sure that the hymns and the, and the beer was at proportion just right so yeah I yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely got to be careful on a Sunday yeah. evening yeah. you got to show up for work <laughs> it was totally cool being asked to do this I'd known Alex Emily Jen and especially Travis and Emily I'd known them for years since high school so it's been, it's been a weird like musical journey for me it's kind of I always remember I, I know my grandma's looking at me um, right now because uh, she's kind of like the origin of we used to call her oh she's my religious grandma I'm like she's always talking religion all the time like what do you want to do when you grow up Mike and I'm like, I, I think I'm going to play football. She's like, no, 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 no. Why don't, why don't you be a pastor? And I'm like, what's that? Like, I don't know. We used to have like these spiritual talks and she's like, why do you keep coming back to the dinosaurs? I was like, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I just wanted to know what you thought about it. But so I never became a pastor, but an outlet to music allowed me to be able to serve in that capacity. Yeah. And so I know she's mm-hmm. looking down going, eh, close enough, <laughs> close enough. And by the way, Mikey is probably the one of the most humble, <laughs> talented musicians you'll ever meet in your life. And he's been just serving faithfully in the church 
big C yeah. for years and years and years, as far back as you can go. Yeah. So, so Alex, you're a pastor at is it Ran- Rancho Rancho Community, Community Church, Church? Yeah. And but the Mar- but the Marietta. Yeah. I mean, I have a <clears throat> I have a role in Temecula, but my my role in Marietta is I'm a campus okay. pastor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, what I, what I, what I'm interested in is kind of overall. Um, the, the, the Christian spectrum, Christian culture, did you kind of feel any pushback from certain people when you brought this up, or how is it received? Because like, like I said, for me, when I was bringing it up with people in the church that I was at uh, last week, we kind of got some weird eyes, and, and it's like, you guys know me, you should be totally, you should know <laughs> that I am totally all about this. But what, what, what kind of, did you guys receive any pushback, or what was the overall response like from... Well, guess, there's... A- it's been kind of a, it's been an interesting journey for me because <clears throat> a branch of community is reformed, mm-hmm. so alcohol is not an issue for okay. the reformed church. Okay. However, um, Temecula Valley is not a reformed church valley. It's more of right. a, a the, just other churches. Yeah, a lot, are, lot of non-denominational. Yeah, a lot of non-denominational. Uh, more conservative. The one, the one that I was at was a. Uh, Word of Faith Church. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I, I've noticed the more charismatic the church, yeah. the more conservative it is. Right. But um, so Rancho's a, a very, um, it's a very open church and it's a very honest and authentic church. So mm-hmm. I felt, I felt enough safety to start something like this and not fear, you know, mm-hmm. super bad reper- repercussions. However, I have not. I have not used the church platform at all. Okay. I have not told anybody that like this is a rancho thing or right, I'm a rancho right. person. This is kind of like, you know, if 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 you worked a nine to five job and you, you know, played in a pub band on mm-hmm. the weekends, that's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Okay. So, and I haven't used any of my um, connections with the church to try and promote it or okay. you know invite people to it. I've been very just chill, just because I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I think I think Baron Hymns is a great idea. But I do think that there are a lot of people who believe in Christian values, mm-hmm. call them Christians, call, you know, whatever, Catholics, that, that whole world, who who could take a big issue with this. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, yeah. I don't want to push it in their face. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, that, that's probably smart. Well, you know, in a way, that's a good thing because it's not coming from a certain church. Right. And it is more open and inclusive yeah. for anyone who wants to, to come in here. Um, and I mean, we're at we're at uh, Bridge, the Bridge on Third, the Bridge yeah. on Third English Pub, yeah. and you you know you, you can hear in the background occasionally. <laughs> There's some stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, um, but but that's what's that's what's great. You 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 walk in here. My wife and I came in. We grabbed some you know grabbed a seat. We ordered some uh, some fish and chips. Yeah, Yum. and uh, they were fantastic. I'm jealous. <laughs> and, <laughs> And some beers, and um, and just sat back, and it was it was very much like what I like about the whole the evening was it was we're just gonna play some hymns, maybe some other songs here and there, yeah, uh, and everyone could participate, and there was no there was no agenda, right? Which you know I want to kind of get into like because I feel like for the most part if you read the new the, the gospels. Whereas Jesus was very much that kind of person who would just kind of show up, mm-hmm. yeah, and listen and talk to people, um, and just, where they are, yeah, and you know, for me, the conversations that I've had, the most, 
authentic and spiritual conversations I've had were with people in a non, you know, because the church kind of has all the baggage that comes with it. And sometimes people don't want to open up or explore or even question their own faith in the walls of the church. And the fact that this is opening up, breaking down those walls and kind of having a, you know, a neutral, I guess, venue yeah. mm-hmm. um, seems to be, to be really cool. Um, how, how has that, is that, was that, I mean, I'm sure that was probably um, something you really wanted. Did you have to shop, like, shop some of the pubs and stuff around the area or, or yeah. what, what was their we, response to, hey, we want to come in yeah. here and sing some yeah. hymns? It was. I was really surprised. You want to tell the story? No, go for it. No, I think you, you should. No, well, so we were just trying to find like kind of like that perfect place. Um, there's a lot of breweries here in town, so we were thinking that would be perfect. Beer, bring the hymns in. Um, a few of them have like noise ordinance and things, so we were just kind of like getting kind of bummed out. Like, yeah, what, what's going to go on? And we were in Old Town one night and kind of walked by this venue, and we thought this would be the perfect place. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, let's just hop in and. We came in and Alex said, hey, we're thinking of doing this thing, beer and hymns. Do you have a date? Yeah, we have a date. Gave him the date. Okay, you're on calendar. And we both kind of looked at each other like, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if there, we didn't really have a, a strategic plan, but it uh, worked out. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, it's, the key, the key to it is it has to be in a place like this. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, so it worked out well. Yeah. What, uh, I mean, it's still it's still early. I mean, it's like you guys just got done. But what what was the so did you get any feedback right away from from anyone? I think everybody had a good time. Yeah, yeah. seemed like it. Yeah, I don't know. Did you talk I, to anybody? I think yeah, for the most part, it was that. And um, back to the whole thing about like finding the balance of like the beers and the church <laughs> portion. I think I, I like like Alex said, it's you know it's all about being kind of honest about it. Um, because you don't want to come off as kind of like a bait and switch, kind of like, oh, the Christian right. church is doing this cool thing. Like, hey, come here and have some beers and altar call. There you <laughs> go. Come on up. We got you. So, but so it, it really was, if it's just, if it's an, if it's beers and hymns and that's what it is, that's what you came for, then you, you, you kind of know what you're getting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, one feedback I got, I, someone said that a, a lady was inside getting, uh, getting food and she said, Hmm. I went. I came in here tonight get a beer. Didn't know I was coming to church. So, <laughs> do you know what the response was to that? Um, I don't know, but I I, I think <laughs> maybe Neil Diamond came on like right after. So, <laughs> no, I, I love like, it. Oh, I thought I heard church. The like, owner oh, said, yeah. "Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. That's too bad. There's more of them than there is you." <laughs> like right on. But, yeah. but that's the thing, though. It's <laughs> like uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> You know, that, that's the great thing, though. Like, really, like, she's, she's, she's so mistaken because it's not an us versus them. No, exactly. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Type totally. of thing at all. No, it's, right. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. I, the, the thing about, like, the hymns is hymns are, like, so deep-rooted yeah, in yeah. even more than just the Christian church. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're a part of our kind of culture, even the, the Americana-type yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And so I feel like even if you're not... You know, uh, even if you're you're avoiding church, I feel like you. I feel like you can at least appreciate a good hymn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I mean, the <laughs> the origin of not all hymns, but a lot of the hymns came out of beer drinking songs in pubs. Right. So, you know, it kind of there's something kind of special, and I mean, I kind of like my dad used to sing the hymns, and 
Yeah. I used to, it used to bug the heck out of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I know them all because my dad sang them all. Yeah. And, and I, I always say, like, the, the hymns are like one generation from disappearing. Mm-hmm. So you've got to keep singing them. Yeah. And you've got to pass them down to the next generation. Well, the, the way that they were done with the full band and everything, with kind of a bit of the Americana even feel musically, uh, was really cool. And it kind of gave these... Because I, I grew up Lutheran, so I recognize a lot of these from, from the Lutheran church when I was, you know, sitting open up a hymnal, page, you know, <laughs> yeah. 25, and we're going to sing this. And, you know, someone's playing the organ, yeah. and it's very, you know, yeah. sleep-inducing. But the way the compositions musically were, it was so, it was classic, but it was also fresh as well. Like, how is there, did you you find versions of the songs? How did you guys come together musically to be like, all right, let's tackle these hymns and, because you guys have been practicing for for a while to try to, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we've had first, we've had three rehearsals and Mm -hmm. um, it was funny because my buddy Chad, who runs Beer and Hymns Orange County, um, I asked him, I'm like, what did you listen to to kind of yeah. get, you know, and he's like, there's nothing out there. <laughs> so they're recording an album out in Orange okay. County and um, it, it should be out and it's going to be very similar to what we did. Okay. I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I had kind of a vision in my head of what I wanted to hear mm. and we were just so blessed to have friends and family that are so close to us that are open to playing different styles of music and mm-hmm. you know like <clears throat> Travis and Justin who were up there you know they play like rock and roll covers all the time yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a totally different style of music and Mikey plays like modern you yeah. know contemporary worship on Sundays you know so this kind of like Americana bluegrassy a little bit yeah, you yeah. know feel is not in our wheelhouse but <clears throat> there's a little bit of a history too like me and Jen and Emily and Kevin and Travis We've been playing music together since probably we were in high school. Yeah. So, you know, there's a little bit of a thing there. Mikey's been playing with us for a long, long time. So Definitely a different style, kind of like this, um, I can think the feel is kind of like that, I call it the Mumford and Sons kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not really, I didn't get a chance to really play that music too much. Like, I think a, a song may have come by when that style was kind of popular kind of eked its way into the church I noticed like a couple songs were sounding more and more like that I was like oh okay so we tried I mean I I guess we kind of drifted it's naturally drifted from trying to sound that authentic to kind of have that feel because like you said we're we play in other bands like other music so sometimes the a funk feel will come in there when it's not supposed to but just out of out of habit but yeah. I guess that's what rehearsals for I think and it, I think it for what what we were able to do with the time I think it turned out yeah really good. no yeah. it is I mean it really so you've only had three rehearsals I mean I, I figured you guys had rehearsed more than that <laughs> it, was, it was no it was it was great it was it was I'd really a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> might have been four. Might have been four. I don't know. I thought it was three, but it might have been four. So going on from here, what's your guys' uh, what's your hope that this would bring? Like, it's fun to have a, like a nice night to come out and everything and let loose and, and then sing some hymns. What what do you hope this would bring to anyone who would stop by? Well, <clears throat> I think <laughs> I think my hope. We might have to edit this. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I really, I think my hope would be that any anyone 
who's anyone could come and enjoy it and not feel judged, not feel like these songs are not for them. Um, that, that would be really my hope is that anyone that wanted to come and be a part of this would be welcome, mm-hmm. would be loved, would be an arm would be thrown around them. They could raise their beer with us and sing along and just have a great time. And maybe, you know, in, with no bait and switch, with no inauthenticity, mm-hmm. just maybe be introduced to some new ideas and some stuff to yeah. think about, you know? Do you... I've seen kind of, in my whole journey, you know, I've seen a resurgence a little bit, not resurgence, but kind of a reformation in a sense of Christian-minded people kind of wanting to, realizing that this whole fear-based, bait-and-switch type, you know, approach to winning souls. Yeah. Um, it just isn't working and it's not authentic. And I, do you... In your circle, you know, I'm not familiar with like with the Reformed or anything. I, I grew up Lutheran, then we went into Charismatic. <laughs> well, Lutheran, uh, Evangelical, uh, E-Free, and then Charismatic. So I'm unfamiliar a little bit with Reform, but I'm seeing, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping just kind of people I've talked to, seeing like the church as a whole getting back to what Jesus taught, like grace because for me grace is what changed my life and fear pushed me away from god or the church or whatever what what are your feelings you know i mean i know you i'm not necessarily saying hey speak for your church just personally um how do you feel about that like where do you see kind of jesus's message message going for for this generation Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Everyone's looking I'm, at Alex. I'm, <laughs> pastor, pastoralist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would always err on the side of grace. Yeah. Always err on the side of the grace, and I think that grace, when you start breaking it down and you start looking at the the the, the kind of grand narrative of the entire scripture, you see God and the gospel becoming more and more and more and more and more and more inclusive over time. So you see the net, so to speak, that is catching souls becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) from the point of him choosing one man and one family to Jesus coming and, you know, a lot of his teachings, whether you, you it depends on how you kind of read through it, but... Um, There's a whole other series of podcasts. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I do see, you know, I do see that the future of the church is to be more inclusive, mm-hmm. more gracious, more loving, more kind, more patient. Um, all of the things that Jesus taught, all of the things that He lived out, and you know that that can be kind of scary <laughs> when you start. If you really start unpacking that, yeah. um, that can get really scary and it can really push on some boundaries that people are uncomfortable with. And I totally understand that and I totally respect that. Yeah. I think this is just an opportunity to kind of see where that goes yeah. without, without having to really stand on any you know, theological decision. You're just right. saying, we're just going to sing some hymns, right. we're going to drink some beers, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Great. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you guys Definitely. for joining me. Thank you for having <laughs> they us. They're closing this <laughs> down. They're closing this down. We gotta go. If you want to learn more about beer and hymns, you can go to beerandhymns.org. There's resources there if you want to actually start up a beer and hymns in your area. And there's more information about the founding of beer and hymns. So check that out, beerandhymns.org, and learn more about that. Also, this show is being released on June 10th. If you're in Southern California, in the Temecula area, there's going to be another beer and hymns event on June 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. over at the Bridge on 3rd in Old Town Temecula. The Bridge on 3rd, you can find them on Twitter at the Bridge on 3rd, all spelled out. For more information about the Temecula Beer and Hymns, you can follow them on social media, Beer and Hymns TV on Instagram and Twitter. They're also on Facebook. So touch base with them if you have any questions. And uh, I really hope if you're in the area that uh, you all can make it out and uh, we'll have a good time. So uh, I want to thank all of you for listening today. And I, I want to give a quick shout out to those of you who support the show, who are patron saints via Patreon. We are starting up kind of a book club thing. Uh, I'm calling it. And I, and, I, and I thought about this name before I even knew about beers and hymns, okay? But I'm calling it Brews and Bibles, uh, a Bible study for people who don't like Bible studies. And we're going to be going through Pete N's book called The Bible Tells Me So. And I'm treating this, like I said, kind of like a book club. And every two weeks, I'll put something up on the Patreon page and it'll be in or your special patron saint podcast feed if you subscribe to that, if you're if you're a, a patron saint. And I'll basically not necessarily summarize the chapter. Basically, what I'm trying to do is open up discussion about the chapter, give a few thoughts on some things that stood out. And what I'll do is I'll be reading kind of uh, supplemental stuff that he has in the, in the back of the book in that chapter that he kind of points out for you to read later. So we'll kind of treat it like that and then open up the conversation and discussion over on Patreon. And we can kind of have a back and forth that way and just kind of see where this goes. I'm really excited about it. And uh, I'm hoping that it's something that people can discover as they, you know, as you uh, go along. And if you haven't been a, a patron saint before and you are now, and it's something you can kind of jump into and kind of go through this book. Uh, I know this for me, when I start a book, I get sidetracked and I never finish. So this is kind of 
<laughs> getting my ass in gear here to finish this book uh, along with some people. So uh, it's going to be pretty great. So if you would like to give that a shot and um, you can also, um, what I'm trying to do is open up some discussion pages for each episode. So there'll be a, a discussion page for patrons to kind of discuss this episode in a kind of a free space, uh, safe space and go from there. So I'm really excited kind of with the, where I'm going with our, our Patreon. So if you want to do that, it's only a buck a month. So if you want to join, uh, feel free to join to help support the show. Also, if you want to support the show, uh, we have some mugs and stickers and those are available over in the Screaming Pods network store over at screamingpods.com. Click on the shop button and you should be able to choose uh, the Armchair Philosopher link and you'll be able to see that stuff if you want some swag. And finally, another way you can support the show is by just leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to this. If there's a way for you to review it and leave a little five-star review and and what you like about this podcast, do that there. It really does help with the podcast. Music on today's episode by the Candle Park Stars. Also, Bifrost Arts. And, of course, Johnny Cash. You can find links to these songs over in today's show notes. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate all of you who take the time to listen to these episodes. We are going to be continuing our journey through uh, LGBTQ subjects. So next episode, we are going to be jumping into gender identity. And I'm really excited to tackle the subject. I'm terrified to tackle the subject as well. So look forward to that in a couple weeks. And uh, again, thank you all for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.